this very moment, you're entering the vortex of Mistake Podcast. I am so excited to spend this time together, but before we do, I want to share something with you. I have created a meditation to prioritize our energy by healing and clearing our energy fields so that we are in our highest timeline and our highest frequency everywhere we go every day. And all you've got to do is to go on the show notes and download the meditation and listen to it today. Also, if you are loving my work, if you're loving my words, if you deeply connect to everything that I share into my energy and desire to work with me one-on-one to activate your divine gifts, to accelerate your spiritual ascension, and to come back to your truest, most authentic expression, make sure that you send me a DM on Instagram or that you go directly to my website, itaniela.arango.com. I can't wait to hear from you. You your take on money is just so fun and exciting because it really just lights it up and makes it makes it really feel really just ex- an exciting journey but was it ever all was it always like that to you or how did you did you grow up what was your upbringings when you came to money and and how was that evolution towards where you are now yeah no it was not always like that like I actually hated money at one point and felt like money was a bully devil bitch ass bitch <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah like I literally felt like money was like just a was a force for bad in the world chaos fucking ways people manipulated other people like it it, like I had so much fucked up money shit and so like that's why I just like I'm (laughs) like tooting my own horn but like that's why like I'm really like a good example of like the relationship with money I have now which is like fun and playful and light and feels flirty and sexy hence the sexy money right like I don't know I just feel like money is this fun sexy energy and it just wants to play with you but money is just so projected on in so many different ways based on how we're kind of raised with it what we learn about it um associations we form about it because of people because of experiences blah 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 but we really get to untangle all of that and that's exactly what I did um because money was just the complete opposite of sexy for me in the beginning it felt hard it felt confusing it felt like I don't know how to make money I felt really powerless I felt um like people who had it were had unfair advantages like I remember like if someone had money like my brain would automatically jump to conclusions of like yeah their parents are probably rich or whatever and even still like I in high school for example like my family was not rich like we struggled there were times when the power would get shut off we didn't have money for groceries whatever and it wasn't like that consistently but there were phases of that and it really showed me like wow you can really not have anything like you cannot have power you cannot be okay you can whatever not be able to eat and I was actually thinking about this the other day because when I initially moved out on my own I moved into a studio house with my with two other people one being my sister and one being um, a friend that we met on the internet and our three dogs three people three dogs in one studio house with no power (laughs) (laughs) wow that sounds a little tight (laughs) I know and um yeah, it was, it was crazy. And I remember thinking the other day, I kind of had this realization. I was like, I was okay with that because that standard was modeled. Like, like I literally felt that the other day. I was like, I remember that point in my life and I was okay with it because it was, it was normalized. There wasn't this energetic standard I held of like, 
I'm unavailable to not have power. I'm unavailable to not have food because I, it was kind of normalized at points in my life growing up. And, and I think like, that's such a huge point. Just you stop there for a minute, for a minute. It's like whatever we see around and we process it as normal. That's literally like our minimum standard. So if we grew yeah. up, as you're saying, we're saying, yes, it's normal to live with your roommates in uh, like a studio with three dogs and pets and things and all the things. And that's like what everybody does in our reality. Mm-hmm. Then that becomes the standard and the normal. Yeah, yeah. And so because it was kind of normalized for me throughout my experiences, I wasn't afraid of it. So I like there was like a feeling of like, I'm okay with this, even if it wasn't what I wanted, even though it was uncomfortable, even though it fucking sucked ass. Like there was like, I can tolerate it because I have before, you know? Yeah. And so a lot of my work around money was like raising my internal standards of like, no, I won't tolerate not having food. No, I won't tolerate living in a place where I don't have power, where I'm not able to be warm in the winter or where, you know, I have to just whatever. It doesn't matter. But I was like, I, I have to raise this, this standard. Um, and with that, I did over time. And there was just kind of like this firm energy where I had to really kind of up my worth in the sense where I had to be like, no, I am not going to have that. Like, no, I'm not going to not have food. No, I'm not going to not be okay financially. No, I'm not going to live in situations like that. Like, no. And that's when the kind of internal standard raised where it's like, I'm literally energetically unavailable. And so it's like, I could literally do nothing, 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 nothing. And I'm sure I'm going to piss some people off when when they're like marketing, blah, like I could literally do nothing when your internal energetic standard is there and it's firm and it is non-fucking negotiable. I could literally do nothing and money will just find me because I'm unavailable to be below this minimum standard. Like literally, I can relate to that. Yeah. Literally two points. And if I piss people off, whatever, be pissed off. But um, I think it's just because some people say that because they haven't experienced it because maybe they just have always had higher standards or they haven't been as stubborn in certain things or whatever, or they've been more negotiable around um, energetic minimums or whatever. But literally, I remember a standard I did hold for whatever reason. It does not make sense, but I was unavailable to not have money for gas in my car at one point in time. And this was like before I was making money, blah, blah, blah. Literally one day, someone walks up to my house, knocks on the fucking door, asks me for a ride and says they will fill my gas tank. Literally didn't know this person. And I was like, sure. <laughs> and I gave this person a ride and we t- we drove to the gas station. They filled my car up with gas and then I drove them where they needed to go. And I had like three, like almost like three quarters, like three fourths full. And like, I was like, that does not happen unless you are on, un- there's a, a standard in place. Right. And sure, energetic inavailability. Exactly. And we don't have to make it that fucking complicated all the time where people have to knock on our doors. Of course, of course, of course, but that is available. And when that standard is held coupled with um, a larger vision, like for me and my business, it's like, I have a vision for myself, for my life, for how I, what I'm working towards and moving towards and expanding towards my impacts, my business, all the things. And so I have that vision coupled with standard, coupled with moving on what's in front of me. And then that expansion is just continual. So, yeah. <laughs> and so when you talk about eventually over time, I did shifted my standards of what was available and not available to me. And you say, yeah. we don't really have to make it that complicated. So how do you usually set up your standards? And how would you say that you shifted from 
the standards of it's okay to live in, in a studio with three people towards, you know, making a seven figure business. So like, what was the the standards or the point in which the points in which if you can remember one or two in which you like shifted the standards of like, okay, this is what I did to like shift that standard. Yeah. So I feel like in the beginning, it was a lot of life kind of pushing my back up against the wall so that I would have to, because like I had a very high pain tolerance. I had a very high tolerance for trauma, abuse, lack, um, Mm. instability, whatever. And so I could handle a lot. And so because I could handle a lot, I allowed a lot. And I was available for a lot of bullshit that I didn't fucking want. Right. And um, so I got pushed on a lot in life where it was like, like, it was like, God, the universe was like, say no, fucking say no, push, say no, say no, say no. And I was like, I can handle it. I can handle it. I can handle it. And um, then eventually I was like, fuck this. I'm not doing this anymore. Like, this is no, no, like, no. Like, and I've had those moments in several areas of my life where, you know, at one point in time, it was a pattern of mine to get to controlling relationships romantically. I just attracted men that loved to control me and what I wore and whatever. <laughs> and like, at a point I was like, fuck this. No, like never again. Like, and there was like something inside of me that was like, so is it like a boundary? Yeah. It's like this, like firm, non-negotiable line in the sand. No. Right. And it was like, I would rather be alone. I will not, if I even smell this energy, it is, I'm fucking the other direction. Like I'm gone. I'm the other direction. No, 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 no. And then I never attracted that energy again. And I same thing that. with like and business and whatever. It was like, I'm done with this type of experience. I'm done with this, like this feeling of like, I don't know. I got to a point. And, and then over time it was like, I was okay. So as my standard rose, it was like, nope, 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 nope. And then my standards were higher. And then it was like, I could raise my standards, not because I was in pain. That's what I, I could to raise, get into. Yeah. Not because I was in pain and it was like, I can't take anymore. Fuck this. It was more so the standard raised because I simply wanted it to. And it, as my, okay. So eventually my standards at first rose because of pain and my, my pain threshold. And then there was boundary standard, boundary standard, boundary standard. And then eventually it transitioned because of those no's that were formed through pain and boundaries, it got to this point where my standards were just higher because of them, because of those. And so because my standards were higher, when I started to want something more or want more of something or want something different simply because I wanted it, I was just like, okay, this is what we're doing. There was just that same level of non-negotiable because my standards were higher, like just because they were higher. And so it was like, okay, do I want this? Cool. I'm worthy, period. Like that's the standard we're holding. That's what we're having in relationship. This is what we're having in health. This is what we're having in business. This is how it goes with clients. This is like how much money I make. And this is like my non, my standards, like with how I live my life, my level of spaciousness, my freedom, whatever, like these are just standards. And I think because this is what I see a lot and it's, you know, the manifestation of our boundaries and our like minimum and standards out of I needed. Like we manifest money because we need to pay rent and we manifest money because we need to pay a, a mentor. We manifest money because all the things that we need to, or we manifest, or we create a standard out of, I can't take this anymore. Like, you know, being in a relationship where you're like, okay, well, you know, I can't, I literally can't stay anymore. And then we make the choice of leaving. And then we make the choice of manifesting somebody else. So I I've, I think that what I've seen is a lot of people making this uh, shifts 
of standard and boundaries out of, as you're saying, the pain and the trash, like the, the, the point in which like, okay, I really like, I can't, this is, this is, I'd rather die. And then that's when actually like the shift comes. And then the other thing is manifesting out of need rather than just manifesting because like when you are good and when you have what you need when everything else comes extra that's for me too the hardest piece that has been that that has taken me the most work which is the manifestation on top of what I've manifested already like on top of everything that I've got the everything that I need and a little bit extra like the ex the excessive or the overflow part of it I feel like for many people and for me included has been the piece that is taking me a little while longer yeah yeah and you know I think it's like we shift from so first off I think a lot of people talk about need as like a bad thing there's nothing wrong with needing things like there's nothing wrong with manifesting through need but we eventually get to Um, move beyond that paradigm if we want to right like but there's no shame in being in it I was in that for a while I manifested a lot of money from that place for a while and it was fine right but there was just a point where I was ready for more I was ready for a different like dynamic with Mm. life and with money and with business and with whatever partnership whatever and it's like I shifted from I have to have this because I need it and so I noticed because like I really sat one day and paid attention I was like okay this shit blows my mind because literally it'll come out of the fucking blue. It'll come out of the abyss. It'll literally happen in ways (laughs) that I couldn't even imagine when I am certain. And that certainty comes from need because I get unavailable because the standard kicks in. I have to have this. I'm not going to go into need. I'm not going to not pay a mentor. I'm not going to not pay a bill or whatever. And so there was like that focus. And I was like, okay, so what makes it work is not the need. It's that power, Mm, right? That's good. how do I have? And so how do I have that power without need? And it was like, with desire, I choose power. With need, I make power, right? And so it was like shifting that paradigm of like, I can access power in desire and in I want more simply because I want more because need shifts from need to standard, to desire, to power simply for the choice of power, right? And so in that, there's a sustainability and there is a level of like, oh, I can get this. Because what a lot of people do is like, I don't need it, whatever. And so they're like, I'll take it if it happens. But they're like, so like, flaky, like (laughs) energy just feels like floppy. Like it's just not Mm. solid. Right. And so it feels like negotiable. It feels like, I mean, I don't really want it, whatever. It feels uncertain. And the universe reads that as like, you know, like what I read, what, what I talk about in sexy money is like your desires need a solid place to land. And I use the analogy of like planes looking to land at an airport. Like they do not land unless they know there is a landing strip available for them. If there is not, they're going to circle and circle and circle or go to a fucking different airport. But there are so many planes looking to land. Like we're all airports and there are planes landing every moment of every day. Right. And so if we don't have space on our landing strips, it's floppy or whatever, or we have shit parked on it, like that we need to move out of the way, or it's just not solid. They're going to go to a different airport. They're going to go to a different part of the airport or whatever, and it's not going to land. And so when we create that level of stability, which is like that certainty, that power of I want this and I mean it, but we don't have to have need to mean it, right? We can just have standard and we can have power simply because we choose power. And so it's literally like I sat one day and was like, the power is the thing that makes it work. So how do I access power when it's desire and not because I need it? And I was like, I literally choose it. And I was like, well, how do I choose it? And I was like, I choose to choose it simply because I'm worthy of it. Like worthy, like something people have said about worthiness is like, oh, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, worthiness is a choice. Worthiness is like a a flawed paradigm in the sense where none of us are worthy, but we're all worthy. It's not even a real thing. So why is it a conversation, right? 
But if you want to talk about worthiness, worthiness is something you choose to feel every day, no matter what. And so that desire frequency of power is something you choose every day, no matter what. So it's not, how do I hold power forever? It's how do I choose it right now? Right. How do I choose it right now? Because this is a desire and I choose my standard for myself. Like if your standard is to take care of your body, you do it when it feels easy and when it doesn't, right? Cause it's your standard. Why? Because you love yourself. You want to take good care of your body. There's like a, a reason there. Not because if you don't, you're sick and you're going to die tomorrow. Right. So it's like when we apply that to money with that same level of circumstance and that same, like with business, it's like, I choose power every moment, like in the moment, every day, one day at a time, one step at a time, simply because I choose to have a high standard for myself, right? Because I get to live a good life, because I love myself, because uh, this gets to set a standard for other people, because the more I own this, the better I can teach it. Because um, when I do this, I show people it's possible. I get to be a calibration portal for others, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we have reasons why, but it's like, we choose it because it is our standard and we're not going to do it unless it is our standard and our standards are our choices. So it's literally like in those moments where it's like, Oh, I could, I could not floppy energy. It's like, no, I'm going to, because I have this standard. I have the standard without the need. I have the standard. If you're loving this conversation, you're loving my energy and all the teachings that are being discussed right now and would like to work together, here's a few ways that you can do that. I have pre-recorded masterclasses and self-paced courses that you can jump in right away from today to begin to dip your energy into the elevation and the ascension into spiritual mastery. And I also have an experience that is a 12-month experience that covers pretty much everything. So you never have to think about what you want to do and where do you want to plug in because you have it all. It's an all pass to all my courses, all my classes, all my programs, and an incredible community of extraordinary spiritual leaders and conscious creators that come together to ascend into their spirituality, into their fullest expression, and it's called divination. Divination is a 12-month experience of a full access to everything in my world on top of meeting bi-weekly for spiritual support, for spiritual guidance. I do trans-channeling. I give personalized advice. We do Q&As. It's such a vibe. It's an incredible community. I also offer one-on-one sessions and longer private mentorship if that's the vibe, if you like something a little bit more intimate. Either way, I can't wait to welcome you into my world. And all you have to do is to go on the show notes under daniela.arango.com and begin your journey today. And I think one of the things that as you're saying all of these things is like, and I'm sure within your journey, perhaps this kind of reflects the fact that a lot of the times when it comes to healing the consciousness, our consciousness with money and with wealth, a lot of times we feel like we need to be healed in order for it to happen, or there needs to be more work on it before certain things can happen. And one of the things that I've noticed in my experience, and I'm super curious about yours, is that I hadn't done any kind of money work. And when I started my business, I had like 
a really successful launch. And then actually, and like I was really successful from the from from the get-go. But what what happened after is like after a certain point, after like a certain number, was when the the most of the work came about. And I continue to do money work all the time, not because I think like there is something that I need in order to get what I want, but it's just like I love it. First of all, I love this work. I love to investigate who I am and in, in my kind of believe with money, but I want to just kind of bring towards anybody that is listening and as a reflection of your own journey, that you don't need to be perfect to allow things in that the, the, the healing and the work gets to be super exciting. And it's something that we're probably going to do our entire lives. Like, I mean, we are literally reframing and redefining money consciousness. Totally. Yeah. And for me, how I feel about it is like, I heal myself because I want to heal myself, not because healing myself gets me anything. Mm. It's like, I kind of separate them where it's like, I get to have more, I get to make more because I do and because I want to, and because I choose to, Oliver agrees in the background. Um, and, um, and, um, I heal myself because I want to, like, if my healing is a conditional part of my ability to receive, then it's not, it's not really, it's not, it doesn't feel like real healing. It feels like, okay, I'm just going through the motions. I don't really, there's not that level of care and love there where it's like, I want to heal. I want to be, I want to take good care of myself. Like that I do care, right? Like, there's not that level of that feeling to it when it's like, okay, I have to do this so I can make a 50 K month or whatever. <laughs> like mm-hmm. to me, it's like separating them where it's like my standard is, I don't even want to use the word standard. It's more of like, I just want to, like, I just want to take care of myself. I want to heal. I want to like love myself and take care of my beautiful heart and my body and my mind and my relationships and who I am as a woman in the world. Like those are just things I care about. Right. And then it's like, and over here, I get to allow in what I want as I'm healing, but it's not because I've healed that I allow it in. It's I'm healing and I'm allowing simultaneously. Like to me, they feel like separate frequencies instead of like conditions of each other. I love that because it's literally disentangle them in the quantum, like disentangle those two energetics. One thing is personal evolution and growth. And a lot of the other thing is just, you know, as you're saying, the worthiness of, of receiving what is available in so much is available in our universe and in our world yeah because I literally like I'm teaching this program money mastery and like the first module was on receiving and I was like you know there's an infinite like the analogy I used it was like there is a river of infinite abundance flowing in front of you and we're all standing at the banks of this river of abundance some of us stand at the banks and look at someone else up the river who's jumping in the water and having abundance and all the things and they're like why the fuck who the the fuck do they think they are like why do they get to have so much And because we're looking, we're realizing that we're not moving our own damn feet into the water to help ourselves, right? Or it's Mm -hmm. like, we look at it and we go, "Hmm, I don't think I've done enough, so I'm not going to reach in. Or I don't feel like I deserve it. Or why should I have it when I look down there and there are people playing in the water too, or whatever. Like, and we just like, but it's still there, still just moving, 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 moving. It's just there, right? But we place all these conditions and these rules and these like reasons why we can or we can't, and we just make it what like what you said entangled so entangled and it doesn't have to be and honestly it isn't it's like making it more complicated than it actually has to be 100 (laughs) percent. so as you work with like many 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 women that move through this conscious evolution when it comes to money and disentangling and making it easier than it you know that it has to be what would be the biggest things that you have seen 
that has been the biggest shifts for for anybody that comes and work with, works with you? Like, what is the thing that they are holding themselves back the most, and and the shift that you provide for them? Honestly, it varies because like my jam is just um, money. Um, but I, even that doesn't feel like the fullness of it. Cause it's like, yeah, they come into my world for money or because they just vibe with me and whatever. And the money feels like a bonus, but we really work on, there's just like a bigger picture at play. And mm -hmm. there is a level of commitment to that bigger picture of like, I'm here with, like, I'm here with you and I'm doing the thing with you and I'm walking this journey with you. I'm committed to it. Like I'm in to have support, to have a home, to have a place to land, to have like a community, a connection, a relationship as I walk this journey of life towards my vision, with my vision in the now, while I allow myself to live my best life now, while I allow myself to make as much money now, while I allow myself to let it be good now, while I build more wealth, while I like you know, practically scale my business while I, you know, allow life to get so fucking good while I allow myself to get more visible while I allow myself to do things that scare the shit out of me, but I know that feel right. While I allow myself to move money around to build wealth in a way that's very beautiful and intentional while I allow myself to create a business that leaves a legacy something that I'm proud of, like that I walk in alignment with this bigger vision every day. So there's this level of commitment there's this level of standard there's this level of power there's this level of but it's all like held by this larger vision and it's just like I got your back and I'm here to do it with you for as long as you want to do it with me I love that there is a bigger there is a bigger picture at play I love that and you have been so generous with everything that you have shared Genevieve I, I really appreciate your your insights and just you know your sharings and all of these analogies that makes it so much easier to tackle in a topic that can be triggering and can be um, overwhelming and, and, and many, like amongst many other things. So the last thing that I just, and this is just for fun, I know that we've talked about it because we've, we've been in a mastermind together and we talked about a little bit about your psychic abilities and, you know, your, your way of seeing energy. Do you feel like you've, you've implemented that in your business in the way of like seeing beyond the veil and seeing life in a very different way than a lot of people perhaps around you in terms of money because in terms of energy I meant because I know that you teach yes money but it's basically the, the energetics of everything totally yeah you know so for me um growing up my mom was a psychic medium and I was like no I didn't she, know that yeah <laughs> and um I did psychic medium work for a while um and then it just really <sighs> I don't know. I feel like growing up with a psychic medium mom, it taught me because there were times where I was like, I'm not psychic. And there were times where I'm like, I'm so fucking psychic. And I was like, <laughs> I was literally just paying attention to this like fine tuned, like so intricate, in-depth energetic threads. And so it was like when I would focus on people, I could feel the energetic thread and I could put it into words. I could see images. I could see things. I could hear things. I could smell things, whatever. Like it was like when I focused my energy on something specific and just paid attention and allowed and opened to this level of like, I'm receiving something like, let me hear and let me feel, let me, let me smell, let me listen, let me, whatever you've got for me. Like there was kind of like, I'm focusing my intention on this with the desire to hear, with the desire to open, to receive. Right. And I started noticing just these streams of energy and it was literally like data. Right. 
And sometimes I saw it in my head. Sometimes I saw it with my fucking eyeballs. Sometimes I heard it. Most of the time it was a feeling. Most of the time it was like, I can just put this into words. I know exactly what this is. And I used that work and I did, um, you know, like when I did medium work, for example, like I remember doing this reading for someone, um, in Iowa where I used to live and this woman brought in her partner and I had this rule, me and my sister, when we did readings, I was like, I don't want to know anything. I don't even, I don't even want to know. I'll know your name the day of, like, I don't want to know anything about you. Like I want the clean, like pure energy. Like I don't want any kind of bias. Mm -hmm. And, um, so then they would show up and I would just like close my eyes and just focus on them and feel. And I would just like, whatever was coming through, whether it was something for them, something from someone else to them, whatever. And I, I, I could get so specific if I just paid attention and, felt it or heard it. And when I got specific, it would either come through as just like a clear, 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 clear knowing, or like a clear, 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 that was like, kind of like focusing a microscope where it's like, Oh, it's kind of blurry. Oh, turn a little bit this way. Ah, it's clearer. Okay. You can go deeper, 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 deeper. And then it was like, I could hear something or I could see something or I could smell something, or I could just feel this feeling, this emotion or whatever. Or I just know I need to save this for some reason. It doesn't make any fucking sense, but I'm just going to say it. Or whatever. And it was like so specific where I was like, okay, um, you know, this particular reading was, you know, there, someone close to them committed suicide and, you know, wanted me to tell them something because they were like, they were like, I left a voicemail on his phone and I said these things and blah, blah, blah. And I like told him what he said on the voicemail. And he's like, how the fuck did you know that? And I was like, I just paid attention. Right. And, um, with that, I, with that, I guess, like exposure to the ability to pay attention to energy. And this was not something I was born with in the sense where I just knew how to do it. It was something that I cultivated over time where it was like, I just sat with the energy and paid attention and fine tuned and fine tuned and fine tuned and fine tuned until I could get so fucking specific where I could get a name or I could get um, a very specific conversation or whatever was coming through. And so with money, I started to pay attention to my kind of codes and my reactions and my, my, um, feelings and energies around money. And I just started to fine tune, fine tune and fine tune, fine tune, fine tune. And then I saw all of these entanglements and I saw all of these issues that didn't have to be there. And it led to a lot of healing, a lot of exploration. And then I was like, I can do this with other people. And I was doing it with other people as well. And I could get into those specific entanglements. And then it was just like, we're untangling everything until there's just like power. And like, it's like, um, instead of like a tangled jewelry box of necklaces and you're like, I want to wear this one. It's like, it's like the beauty of like a guitar that's, you know, strung perfectly and it's just so tight and clean and nothing's like, none of it's sagging and touching the other one. They're all tangled together. It's just clean. And now we can hear the music exactly how it's supposed to be. Right. And with that, I feel like with money, if we have the desire for abundance, if we have the desire for power, if we have the desire for influence, because not everyone does, you know, I think sometimes in the coaching space and in the money space and in the whatever, we think everyone wants to be rich, but actually not everyone does. Sometimes when they untangle, they're like, oh, I actually don't care about that. And some people are very vividly aware that they don't give a shit about making a lot of money. They don't care. That's not why they're here. That's not what they want. But when we have the genuine desire for it, it's because when we create, when we detangle everything it's like there's just ah, there's the music you can hear everything clearly things flow smoothly and then you're in touch with like your I guess version of reality like how it's supposed to be
That was so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much. And it's, it just makes so much sense. And I love that you have like so much imagery because I can even like see how your psychic abilities work with like so much imagery and putting all of this together, I think. And one of the things that I love about this is and I stand for this 100%, which is using our psychic abilities in many, multiple ways of our of our lives that are not necessarily just being a medium or just reading somebody, but it's like we can use all of these abilities to advance in so many different areas as humans and as, you know, people that are evolving like if we use our psychic abilities as you're saying to go into like money codes and then explore that and do our own healing and and heal others with with that work that we've done is just so incredible because I've seen so many people that come to me they feel like when they're gonna develop their psychic abilities is just you know so they can read people or so they can do an energy healing or whatever and it's like listen that's the basics of it like you can develop these things and then do whatever you want literally whatever you want because as you said and I love the way you said it is data so is data on anything that you desire so if you whatever career you have whatever profession you have whatever topic you want to go into you can absolutely do that and become an expert in it by you know knowing how to work with with downloading information and and of course embodying it but um anyway that's just like a little rant that I wanted to put there because I think it's so beautiful that you've you've used those skills in a way that is so unique to you and that it speaks to so many people and just so wonderful. Thank you for your energy. Yeah, of course. And you know, something that I realized, cause I like with the flip-flopping of like, I'm psychic. No, I'm not. Huh. Cause like I heard so much stuff in like the psychic world. It's like, you're either born like it or you aren't and you're either it or you aren't or <laughs> whatever. And I was like, if by doing that, I really realized I was like, we're all psychic. It doesn't oh, fucking 100%. Make sense doesn't make sense we're just oh we are the chosen ones and the rest of you are not ha 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 it's like (laughs) we we all are and like we just have to work like that's like being like um I don't know like some of you are born without bodies and it's like well then you're not born (laughs) you know what I mean like yes no but I think I, I think what you're trying to say too it's like you are like we're all our psychics, but we're all not interested in the type of, of, I don't know, thing that we think that we need to be doing in order to be psychic. So I've seen literally people use psychic abilities for like real estate and graphic design and like so many things and they're doing it already and they don't even know that they're doing it already. And then on the other side, they're going into their personal development saying like, I don't think I'm intuitive. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You're just using it very differently. So it's just mastering what you already got and the way in which is expressing through you. But as you're saying, it's like, it's innate. To yeah. Be well, it's like, yeah. It's like, to me, it's like, a lot of people are are already doing it in a lot of ways and aren't realizing it, but also it's like, you can develop it in other ways because it's available to you in everything. Yes. Yeah. And that is the piece that is like the, the development and the mastering. So you are already using it, but imagine if you were to develop it and really learn how to use it to like, just bump up the, 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 the volume and like really kick it off. Anyway, that's my jam. I love to do that. Anyway, <laughs> pay attention. It's there. 
Thank you so much for this conversation, Genevieve. I really appreciate your time and your energy and all the codes that you just dropped for all of us and, and your insights on all of this. It's just so refreshing to hear your stories and, and to hear your your take on sexy money and all the things. So I'm sure that after this, so many people want to get into your world if they haven't heard from you yet and they are not in your world. So where where do you hang out the most? Where is like the best way for people to, to get to know you aside from your book? <laughs> so tell us also about your book. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, Instagram and Facebook, Instagram at Genevieve Rackham and then Facebook Genevieve Rackham as well. Otherwise I have a free Facebook group called the rich spiritual money bitches. Um, yeah, and <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah. Cause I'm just like, okay, let's, let's just put everything polarizing into a name so we can really diffuse people. So they come into the space, like at least somewhat ready. Right. Um, <laughs> let's have some fucking fun with it. Jeez. Um, yeah. yeah. Instagram and Facebook. Um, mostly I have my book, sexy money. Um, Oh, sorry. Were you asking about ways like just where I hang out or other? Yeah. Things? Yeah. Where people can find you. You just, you, you nailed it. Okay. Perfect. And then for the book, where is it? Is it on Amazon or? Yeah. You can find it on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Wonderful. And this year I'll be working on getting it in stores. So stay tuned. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. There's something about the physical copy of a book that just, I don't know, it's a vibe. Yeah, you can, it's available on ebook and like hard copy on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. You can order it online. Um, but this year I'm going to be working on like, it's available in stores where you can just go to Barnes and Noble and buy it, for example. So stay tuned. Sounds so exciting. Thank you again for all of this. And thank you for all of you who are listening and spending time with us. I love you and I'll talk to you very, very soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening and for spending this time together. I'm here to awaken and activate as many humans as possible into their highest timeline. And if this episode supported you and touched you in any way, the best way to show me your appreciation and your love is to screenshot this episode and share it on your social media or to leave a review in whatever platform you love listening on. And if you're looking for additional spiritual support, you can always reach me at I am Daniela Arango on Instagram, or you can join my free Telegram channel, Daily Magic with Daniela Arango, and I will see you here on another episode.